welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I am your host. And joining me back on the show this week, we have a returning author. You may remember them from the last time we did them with Wolf's Tongue. It's Sam Thompson. Welcome to the show. Hi, Marcus. Good to see you again. It's lovely to see you again. It's really a nice part of the podcast. It's starting to get to the point now that we've been doing it long enough to see people come back with their next book and then retouching with authors rather than sort of just always meeting new fresh faces. Not that we don't love meeting new authors, but it's nice to reconnect with the old ones. Yeah, no, definitely. It's really nice to, to come back and, uh, and follow on the chat. Now, I teased there in the start that obviously we knew you from Wolf's Tongue, which we chatted about on the show uh, last year, which uh, feels so long ago now, really does. But you're back with The Fox's Tower from Little Island, out now. So go check it out if you like the sound of this at this point. But let's get to know a little bit about what you've been up to in the interim, because obviously a lot can change from our first conversation to this one. So do you want to tell us like what you've been up to and maybe a little bit about how the reception for Wolf's Tongue went? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's it does feel like a long time ago when we last spoke, actually. And actually, I mean, you know, in general, the world felt uh, different in a lot of ways then, didn't it? But um, um, but it's not even that. It's not actually that long. Um, I mean, Wolf's Tongue has been uh, it's published uh, a bit more than a year ago now. And I mean, as far as I'm able to tell, it's it, it's it's found, um, you know, some readers who who it really who it works for and that's all you can really hope for and that's all, all you ever really want for your book I suppose as a writer you just want to you want it to find the right readers um and I mean I, I think and I hope that it has I've, I've you know I've, I've, I've been I've had the chance to chat to some uh some readers who have read it at, at schools and and elsewhere um so so I'm you know I'm just really pleased that um that it's a story that's that that kind of seems to have made sense to to, to some readers the way it made sense to me um and the kind of the ideas about about I guess about words and language and about how we tell stories about ourselves and about the the natural world, um, you know, th- those were the things that um, were important to me about that book, and they, those kind of come into focus for me all the more as I talk to readers about the things that seem to kind of to, that the book now now seems to me to be about. Uh, so so yeah, it's uh, I, I'm you know I'm just really glad it's out there. Absolutely. I can imagine you put all that time and effort and passion into it. And it's interesting you saying that Wolf's Tongue definitely does have that word. It's all about Silas, unable to get his words out. But when he connects with the wolves and goes on his adventure there, he finds a way to basically bring that to life. And it really explores like humanity's takeover of the natural world in some cases with naming everything and that sort of giving stuff names and the power names has. Uh, we take ourselves onto the Fox's Tower. Some themes, some people will see as similar. But I also feel like it stands on its own in a very different narrative light. And we'll get to that in a moment. But Sam, for everyone who's wondering what the Fox's Tower is, do you want to give a brief synopsis as to what's going on in this book? Yes, let me try. Uh, and I, I haven't done this before, Marcus, so let's see how it goes. But uh, I mean, so the Fox's Tower is a sequel to Wolf's Tongue. Uh, I mean, it's, it is very much a kind of continuation of that story in in one way, but it also is a it's a whole new story in another way. It's got a new a new protagonist at the centre of it, a new a new human child who is who's the who, who we see the story uh, for, from their point of view. 
um, and but we go back we go back into the same world, kind of the world of, I mean, in in Wolf's Tongue, if if anyone's read that, it, it's about uh, a boy called Silas who discovers this this kind of hidden world called the forest, which is the world where animals speak to us, uh, and the Fox's Tower um, is about a girl called Willow who also discovers that uh, that world, and uh, what we one thing we we find out pretty early on in the Fox's Tower is that Willow is Silas's daughter so time has moved on and Willow uh, and uh, Silas is now a grown-up and he has a daughter who's about 12 years old and and we moved to her for uh, uh for the story to to go back into the forest and and sort of see what has changed there since the end of Wolf's Tongue. um and maybe I mean just to sort of give you a sense of how the story starts off in the Fox's Tower I'll just I mean I'll tell you about the first scene of it um it begins with Willow in her bedroom in the middle of the night and she she hears noises and looks out of her bedroom window and she she sees in the back garden she sees her dad um kind of acting strangely out in the back garden he's and he's talking to some foxes and having an argument with them uh and as she watches this this huge monster appears from uh the darkness and is kind of giant wolf monster and and carries him away and she doesn't know what's happened, but uh, you know she 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 doesn't know what it was. She doesn't understand what she's seen. But it's it's up to her then to go into the into the dark woods and to try and bring her dad back. And so that's that's how her journey into that forest space begins. Yeah, and it's very interesting the way that you sort of continued a narrative in a in a world that sort of like sort of tries to separate itself at the end of Wolf's Tongue in a sort of. Sort of a parallel to ours but then at the same time it's that mirror image of sort of the world beyond the sort of the narnia that is sort of lurking behind a wardrobe shall we say in this case it's following you know trying to find her father and stepping into the forest itself and coming across pretty early on the fox's tower i think it's chapter two boom we found the tower she's met by is it CU uh, or, or Q? Uh, I'm not sure. It's very Q, yeah. Q. The Celtic. I love the the wolves. All have lovely Celtic names in this one. Um, and she's taken to the tower, and there seems to be some strife. There is a shall we say political imbalance to this book. I found that very interesting. The strong right. political sort of backbone between like King Noble and Renard, and the sort of the upheaval of those living in the 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 tower itself. Was it? Uh, so always something that always interests me when I talk to authors about sequels, whether or not there is a direct continuation from the original source idea. Like if you were like, no, Wolf's Tongue was always ever only going to be book one or whether it was maybe something happened in the back of writing Wolf's Tongue or post Wolf's Tongue that you're like, I think there's something else we could explore here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's such a good question. I mean, there's loads to unfold in what you've just said. So let's, let's try and, yeah, I'll, I'll, We'll hopefully um, be able to to do all that. I mean, I think um, as far as that question about sort of what what how does the sequel come about? Um, in this case, the answer is uh, I while I was writing Wolf's Tongue, I didn't have a sequel in mind at all. I thought this was one story. I had a particular story I wanted to tell about about Silas and his speech difficulties and the way that the world of the animals kind of embodied that that struggle for him, and uh, and that so I so and that book was to tell that story, but. When I got to the end of writing Wolf's Tongue, I did, I mean, I always have, I think it's it's always been my experience, kind of when you get to the end of a book, you sort of think, only now, now that it's finished, do I really understand what I was trying to do there? And only now do I really know how to write this book, now that that knowledge is of no further use to me. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, I, in with Wolf's Tongue, 
I did kind of feel there's a lot I've kind of uncovered here, which I have not actually dug into yet. You know, that, 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 that thinking about about language and the the world of what is not human, really, and I suppose about how human stories uh, impinge on the non-human world turned out to be a kind of bigger idea than I realised at first. And and so I did end up, I, I finished Wolf's Tongue thinking there is more I wanted to do here, that I'd love to kind of go into this more. And then I realised, well, actually, my, my editor um, at Little Island, Matthew, just asked me at that, about around then, is there a sequel to this book? And I was about to say no. And then I suddenly thought, oh, hang on. Yes, there obviously is a sequel to this book, like, you know, because I can take all those ideas and just and explore them in another book. And, you know, and, and then so I think that's what I really found that very exciting about writing The Fox's Tower. I'd never written a sequel to anything before. And I really liked that kind of process where you felt you could it was almost like archaeological, you know, you, you, you there's like you uncovered one layer and then then you can start to dig into the next layer. So so, yeah, that I mean, so 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 that was my feeling for it, that, that it and so in a way it's both of the options that you suggested like it wasn't planned but it was a kind of sense of oh this is these are this has always been here like this 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 plan was here but i just didn't recognize it to begin with um if that makes sense so so yeah you know that that was that was where that was how i how the sort of the story uh, began um but then i mean in in kind of ter in terms of what how how that how the story developed um I mean, as as you just said, um, it's the this world, the world of these books. It's it's like, almost like a kind of portal fantasy world, like a kind of Narnia world, where you step through the the gateway into the into the other reality. Um, but my the sort of I suppose the the kind of the twist on that that was important to me was that there there is no portal. Um, you know that that you you are always on the cusp between the two worlds, and you just you you see you notice the other world, the not human world, just by just by noticing it. You just you just shift your attention and and you're there, and um, that's that I, I you know that seems to me to be true. Uh, that and of um, of our our world, um, and so, but 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 obviously I mean in this case it, that 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 takes the place of the kind of the passage through the portal. Um, and yes, so so Willow, she follows her her father, and she follows this, these things, these creatures, these animals that have taken him away, and she, and she finds herself in that other world. Um, and what she finds there is that, whereas for Silas it was a kind of, well, I'm going to say natural. It's 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 a it's a complicated word, but it's a purely kind of natural environment, a kind of wild forest. So um, Willow discovers in the Fox's Tower that there is this huge structure there, um, that essentially there is a kind of Tower of Babel um with with a kind of civilization inside it and um and that was my the, the reason that came about was because i mean the, the way i found into the second book was just to ask myself what does reynard do next so reynard uh, the fox was the bad guy in in wolf's tongue he he was the one who kind of enslaved the wolves and and who silas helped them to escape from and at the end his whole kind of scheme collapses and he runs and he vanishes at the end of wolf's tongue and so i sort of um and I kind of always knew writing him that he's the type of uh, he's the type of character who who's never completely defeated. Like he he's a he he has endless capacity to bounce back um, and to come up with more more schemes and tricks. And so in, so my my kind of answer was that he after Wolf's Tongue he goes away and he he kind of becomes much more ambitious and he ends up discovering uh, the kind of the deeper magic of the forest and learning how to how to use it almost like a kind of natural resource and he uses that to build this whole this vast tower which is a kind of 
like a fox civilization and he learns to kind of create new life forms and to um you know to, to create these kind of golems out of out of kind of magical clay which do his bidding and so he's created this whole kind of elaborate world and that's where that's where um silas willow's dad is taken um and and so that's where she has to go to to kind of explore and try and get it back yeah, I love the idea there, the the growth of the idea quite naturally, because it seems to be in line with quite a few of the characters as well. You know, Willow, obviously, you know, Silas has has grown up knowing that there's the dangers of the forest and the, sort of the, the, the balance that you must keep within it. Willow obviously has been kept, like, aside from that, you know, he hasn't divulged anything. He's been kept quite quiet. And I like the idea you say is the growth of the antagonist because often sometimes like if, it, if the bad guy does get away and like you say reynard is the sort of slippery character who will it's fine there's a hundred other cons that he can do but in the book there's a bit where he even towards the, the back end just says you know he i don't think this gives anything away but he just says like he be, begins to believe his lie on a certain thing you know and i feel like that's really that's really interesting because i feel like success especially when it's that sort of criminal success can almost be a sort of uh, a step onto the sort of gallows that you're taking a step onto that stool, but not realizing you're putting your head around it into a noose because he does sort of almost create this structure, create this amazing society, almost has a worship culture to it. But then when he sort of leaves, just the, the door opens slightly ajar. You've you've chance for someone like Noble, King Noble, to step in and break it all down. And I loved looking at the way it is a sort of it's you could say like you could go into a much deeper dive you could pull this apart and say like an English class about like what are the the sort of the fragile natures of our our not our heroes our antagonists but our characters what are their wants and needs and how can they how can they put themselves so high on a pedestal that they forget how how far a drop it is if they yeah. fall off it and I really enjoyed that uh, as just part of it because even silas feels like he's fallen a little bit from grace in in part of the book yeah gosh i mean that's really interesting um and again actually that's like there's so much in that question i mean yes i <laughs> sorry agree. yeah I agree. no 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 no, not at all no, it's, i mean it's really it's it's so nice to to think about it and but yeah no i i agree i think i mean so i mean that's part of what makes reynard such an interesting character to me and i should i i I should make clear that Reynard is not my character in in a way. Like he, you know, he's from he's a character. He's one of those universal characters. He he's like uh, he he. Um, I'm sure we talked last time actually about how there's there are these these medieval uh, fables, beast fables about Reynard the fox, who's this trickster figure, and the other characters like Noble the lion, who you mentioned. Also, the animal characters all come from those fables, and they they are these kind of allegorical characters who who embody different kind of aspects of of. Um, Kind of human behavior i suppose um and you know reynard at least you know i think you can interpret him in all kinds of ways um but but he is you know he's he's certainly a trickster and to me part of what the trickster kind of is is you know it's a very it's this very kind of um quintessentially human uh type of type of figure who is who's kind of always up to something and always he, he's never the biggest or the strongest um but he is the sneakiest and and he always has a has a scheme and he's always able to he's always kind of working to, to for the advantage and so he you know he embodies that kind of ingenious like aspect of, of what it is to be a human being and he you know he's just he's only sort of one step away from becoming like prometheus really you know or, or frankenstein and that's kind of what he does become in in this book um 
and and you know the, the kind of the tricks the the kind of essential kind of scrappiness of the trickster i mean in a way he almost evolved out of, almost out of being a trickster in this book into beings he becomes almost like a politician and a kind of uh, a sort of um inventor and a magician but but you know i i think all that is almost there in the trickster um and and you know he he's and he always has this like recklessness he's always got a kind of good plan but it's always quite likely to go wrong and, and backfire on him as well and that's that's sort of what happens to him in this uh whereas yeah and, and and then noble the lion is a different kind of archetype like he's the in the, in those old stories uh noble is is the kind of um he's the king of beasts you know he's he's the kind of he's like the the sort of entitled ruler of of the of the animal kingdom um and you know in in the medieval model he like noble is a very positive character but in my in this book he's kind of awful like he's uh, i mean and, and i you know he, he's like um well i mean he's a he's a he's a kind of populist uh, demagogue basically so reynard has built and created this civilization and then noble has kind of wandered in and said i'm the lion i should be the king and he just kind of wants to take over by by kind of right and so that's part of what's going on in the story as well um and yeah as you say meanwhile silas has grown up and yeah i mean i, I think you're right he he has kind of fallen from i mean it's re it's really tricky he has kind of fallen from grace because he's grown up and that's kind of what growing up arguably involves i suppose um you know he he and i i was actually a bit kind of i was a bit uneasy about doing that kind of leap forward in time because i thought is that is it sort of a betrayal of the first book to to do that and and kind of turn silas into a grown-up because you know, Silas is in a way. He, as a grown-up, he's kind of, he's a bit bedraggled and worn down by life, and and he he's quite annoying to his daughter, and and all the things that grown-ups are. Um, but then also, I mean, I sort of felt like I felt there was a kind of truth to that as well. You know, that that um, and in a way, I ended up sort of feeling it would be it would be a betrayal of the first book, in a way to to send him on another childhood adventure as a as a child, um, because his story is is Wolfstone right? his his story is told um and I think there's obviously there's a kind of thing that I I did feel was quite important to the Fox's Tower about how stories have to get passed along you know that 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 if you you, you can't always be the protagonist and if you're if you're the protagonist of one story then you're going to be uh a, a a sort of a more secondary figure in the next one um and and that's you know that that happens to Solas as that happens to everyone um but but you know he, that that sort of um and it happens you know it happens to it happens to reynard in a way as well um and it, and it happens to i mean there, there's a kind of thing about what well, one thing that reynard does in this story um is is to create yeah as i said new forms of life and there's a kind of idea about that the, the story of of kind of life actually gets passed on as well um but yeah so that sorry that's a very rambling answer but just to say yes i agree with you i think i think kind of um Every, everyone has kind of changed, I guess, uh, a bit in the, in this book, and and I suppose that that's sort of partly what it's about, but also about how you know Willow is, you know, that that she she takes she she steps forward and kind of takes up that that place that Silas had before, and and she you know as the young person she's the one who has to kind of work out what's going on here basically. Yeah, and like I said it's if you're if you love the the bond between Silas and. Uh, the sort of the group of animals because not just the wolves is it at, by the end of it he's got like the crow and uh, I think it's a whole is it Todd the fox I want to say Todd the fox that's right yeah um, so this whole gang there is still that core 
you know, child protagonist with these animals grouping together to, to help get through to the day. There's still a very charming fantasy story mixed in with these sort of like these deeper meanings that we've sort of really really gone into the weeds for but I feel like there is a lot to sort of find there and so I feel like again this gives you so much back from a relatively short story I was again really surprised to see that it's only pushing maybe 200 pages and some of those are just some absolutely gorgeous um full page spreads by Anna Tromop yeah, yeah. which really do just like add another layer to it when you get to see the the fox's tower and some of the sort of especially some of the bigger scenes like the the confrontations sort of in full page spread you are just a bit like it's just the the game that little island brought to the table is just top notch it's beautiful isn't it it's really really well produced and the illustrations are fantastic and i think i mean i think anna um anna Trump, the illustrator she really understands the kind of atmosphere of the story and, and her pictures just, you know, they, they absolutely just chime with like, with what I feel like is going on in the story. So I'm, you know, I think she's, she's done an amazing job. Yes. An all round amazing production, a fantastic story. And one that is out right now, you can catch it at, at obviously little Island press. It's the publisher. You can also find it at your friendly local bookshop online or anywhere you find good books. So do go check it out. Well, Sam, that is The Fox's Tower, a fantastic work. But that makes us wonder if you have anything more in the bag. Is there an, something new on the writing desk that you're edging towards? Yeah, no, that there is. I mean, so I, we were talking earlier about the kind of the way you just uncover layers of the story. And I mean, there is there's another layer of this story to, to be done. So I'm I'm I've got a third one that I want that I'm, I'm starting to write now. Um, so that's my that's actually my kind of main project at the moment because I am coming out of the Fox's Tower. I'm I'm still very excited about these ideas and I and 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 there is another thing that Reynard is up to. So that is that's that's the kind of that's the that's the immediate project. Um, that book is provisionally called um, The Forest Yet to Come. Uh, so that's so I'm working on that. And I've got I've got some kind of ideas um, stewing away for for grown up books too. But um, uh, but I'll, I'll sort of see which one of those. Um, starts to starts to really demand attention wow fantastic so if you have really enjoyed wolf's tongue you have fox's tower to enjoy and possibly something more it's really exciting to dive back into the world of the deep forest uh for some more for some more hijinks and adventure so um fantastic thank you so much for joining us on the show today sam i do see that we are quickly running out of time but before i do let you go i do want to just shout out a little bit more about you yourself uh and so our lovely listeners know where to find out more about you and your books do you have like a social media or a website they can go to i do i have a website uh which is uh called samthompsonwriter.com uh with uh, no spaces or anything and do you have any social media at all uh no i don't i actually i don't really do social media so i mean uh if, but if, if anyone wants to send me a message, you're very welcome to do it through the website. So yes, yeah, samthompsonwriter.com is the, is the best place to go. And um, um, and I mean, uh, um, but I mean, as far as the Wolf Tongue books goes, um, uh, Little Island is the publisher, and uh, they have lots of really good stuff on their social media about it. There you go. So somewhere else you can check out. Well, Sam, big thank you for joining me on the show today. It's been fantastic to meet you again. Yes. No. Really good to see you again, Marcus, and good to speak to you again. Well, there you go, lovely listeners. If you've enjoyed that, don't forget to go and check out The Fox's Tower and Wolf's Tongue at your friendly local bookshop right now. Uh, you can find out more about us and what we do at our website, bigkidsbookclub.com, or at our Twitter, at Big Kids Book Club. Uh, you can also find their additional reviews, previews, and over 170 episodes of the podcast. You can also find the original podcast where me and Sam chat about Wolf's Tongue if you haven't heard from it before and you want to go back and check out book one. But that is all the time we have for this week. So until next time, all I'm going to have to say to you is for you to take care. 
to stay safe, but most importantly, to keep on reading.